Leonard Cohen suggested, there is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. This viral crack gives us a chance to create something new and better. So let's talk about back to different and let the light in. Hi, uh, this is Mac Boger here at Back to Different. And I am here with James and Christina, whom I met through LinkedIn and asked them to come and help us understand better what can we let go of and what can we hold on to as we move into wherever this time of great change and more takes us. So if you all give us a little bit about how you got here and then we'll see what happens next. Is that good? Yeah, sure. Um, so James and I have known each other for a little while now. We met on the sort of business networking circuit and um, we both have our own consultancies. James has a coaching consultancy. I have a HR um, consultancy and we just got talking. And one of the things that I really wanted to do was create an online membership um, piece or a site for HR professionals, coaches and trainers, because that's really my background. And I really wanted a partner to do it with. So I uh, liked James when I met him and we talked uh, for a little while and then um, asked him to work with me on this project. So that's really how the very start of my people club was born. And then uh, James, do you want to carry on from there? Yeah, and I think it's been, it's been a journey without a doubt. So we launched my people club at the beginning of March this year. Um, and that was after the best part of 14 or 15 months of preparation, design development, and, and not just us, you know, web designer, virtual assistants, getting as much help as we could from experts around marketing and everything else to, to have a business ready to launch, you know, that was established. And we launched at the 2nd of March. And then this thing called coronavirus hit the world and everything changed. Uh, all the people that we had built this, this amazing solution for suddenly got really busy dealing with their own businesses or the businesses that they're a part of. And, and we realized that changed things for us and it changed what we needed to do. So, you know, now we're literally, what, March, April, May, three months on from when we launched. And what we have, what we offer is even better than what we even imagined two years ago. You know, when we, we sat in the room I'm in with my whiteboard and we mapped out what we designed this business to be. Didn't even have a name then, but we mapped it out and we didn't have some of the stuff on there that we have now. We've, we've adapted and we've evolved and, and added to what we're offering. And yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those nice moments to look back and think, wow, who would have thought we could turn that little bit around so quickly? It's, it's been great. Well, um, I was going to say that was bad timing. <laughs> yeah, and, it was timing. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it's maybe it was really, really great timing, though it was not with intent, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, not really the, uh, the sort of start we expected, but actually I think it's been really good because it gave us time to sort out one or two little techie issues that we were having, um, it gave us time to really think about the marketing and how to really hone what we were doing and uh, really find our tribe, as it were. So uh, we've really worked hard this last couple of months on really perfecting all those uh, foundations, really, so that we're in the position to grow and scale pretty quickly and we'll know that it works seamlessly. So it's been a blessing in disguise, really. Given this collision of... <laughs> 
your plans, uh, COVID, um, the world economy, and everything else that's going on, from a, a perspective of helping us change and grow, what do you what do you see and hear and feel that that we can talk about that people who listen to the podcast can can go, oh wow, or aha, or I hadn't thought of that. So help me out, please. Yeah, and I think I mean it's interesting because Christina and I have both we've both had long corporate careers, so we've been in the thick of it, um, uh, you know, from different angles. You know, myself as part of a big corporation, so I was an employee number whatever on my badge christina's had really serious you know serious senior roles within organizations and, and her her view of corporate life as well and it's interesting being on the other side of it being business owners as we've gone through this it's been a completely different experience to people i know and friends who are who consider they have safe jobs because they're they're an employee um <laughs> safety has gone out the window now and i think it's changed everyone's perspective and there are so many angles of which life and business life has changed and I think one and they, they overlap so one great example for me is the amount of time that I previously spent so pre-March the amount of time I spent traveling to meetings with prospective clients or traveling to work with clients or to go to networking events you know as a business owner and I think even in people in corporate roles the amount of time they would have spent traveling between their offices and, and going to their suppliers and their customers and so on. It's hours and hours and hours every week. And I would love to think that as we've gone through this crisis, if people as business owners have either had to make a decision about where they spend their time, or if there are people, employees who have found themselves not working. So the, you know, the government are, are funding them work, uh, not going to work, but still bringing them an income. How have they used that time? Those, you know, that, that time they would have spent traveling, but the time they've had for themselves, have they used it for, for the good, to better themselves? So have they used it for personal development? Have they used it for business development? You know, for us in my people club, we, as I said, we adapted quickly to, to give those people something of value, to give them something that would help them. So once a fortnight and a lunchtime on a Thursday, we do a lunchtime learn session. We share some expertise, some knowledge and skills to help people. We bring in experts in our masterclasses. And so we, we've used this time to build up a repository of, of all those lunchtime learns, all those masterclasses, because it's best that we do it now, because when we come to whatever's next, post, post COVID, our time will be spent doing other stuff. So we've got to use that time wisely. So I hope that people taken the opportunity now to think hold on I can spend hours of my time doing something far more valuable than sitting in a car sitting on a train sitting on an airplane when technology has allowed me to bypass all of that so you know I, I hope that's a learning that people take forward of you know where do I spend my time there's probably better ways healthier ways more environmental ways that I can spend it I think it's given people a real time to assess what's going on in their lives in business and personally as well, hasn't it? So, you know, to add to what James has just said, you know, it's really given people time to slow down. And, and I know some that's been a quite a good thing for me because I am always on the go. <laughs> you know, if it's not to, you know, meetings with clients or trying to do stuff for my people club or thinking about the next thing constantly. So it's really, you know, for people, someone like me who's like always doing, it's actually really forced people to slow down a bit. 
and that's been a really really good thing I mean it's been beautiful in the UK as well which has really helped I think so people have been able to if you've got a garden you know you've been able to get in your garden and all that sort of stuff but I think it's been really telling a lot of people I've spoken to have been a bit like this giving them time to sort their finances out so things like subscriptions that they just keep paying and they never use and all that sort of stuff because people are obviously being a lot more financially aware now uh, things like actually you know being rich isn't about how many clothes you've got in the closet and keep buying clothes or makeup or whatever it might be you know actually being rich is being with your family and just chilling out and having that kind of a rich life so I think actually people like myself and others have really used this time to um bring it all back down to earth a little bit I think and realize you know the really true things that are important and being able to have the time to sort things out a little bit um I've been seeing this in everything I do this this sense of being a little more painstaking mm. and a little less feeling like oh my god what's the next thing I have to I, have to push and rush even 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 when I very occasionally go to a store or walking down the street I see people really um, being attracted to this concept of a real sense of connection and community not just as I say I know I know people now who live down the street and I only used to knew, know their uh, cars right I didn't mm. know them so the question that I try to ask myself, and um, which I'll ask you, is there, is there is kind of a magnet that pulls us back to old habits. And when this settles down, whatever that's going to be, how do we prevent that magnet from pulling us back? So all of a sudden we're going, I'm doing all the same old crap I used to do. You know, it's, it's like it was... It was it was better during COVID. So <laughs> how can we keep this and not just have it dissipate as we come back, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I think we've just got to be really intentional. We talk about this in some of the coaching and the lunchtime learns that we've done. And we've got a, a little course out at the moment, but it's I really think it's about being intentional. So we talk about writing down your goals and what you want in your life. And we talk about gratitude lists and all that kind of stuff. But for this particular question, you know, really write down your goals and what you want to achieve. Um, and if you're getting into some good habits now and you're feeling like you're sleeping better and you're more refreshed, then, you know, what are you doing that's making you feel that good? Is it that you're exercising more? Is it that you're eating better? Is it that actually you've took control of your finances and you've got rid of all the stuff that you don't actually need and you know you've kind of brought it back down again and I think that you know you need to write those things down and then make sure that you um when things start to go back to normal you start to go back to work that you really make to carve out the time to keep those things going so you know if you're exercising now and you didn't before because that old adage oh I've not got the time you know and I'm guilty of saying this myself oh I'm so busy you know I'm up at the crack of dawn and I'm sorting the dog out and doing this and then running around and then you know by the end of the day I'm shattered and don't really want to exercise so but you have to carve that time out and we all make time for the stuff we want to do right <laughs> so it's really about forcing yourself until you just keep getting in the rhythm and they say what is it 21 days before habits formed so you know the more you keep doing and the consistency so I think it's 
showing up, having that consistency with your goals, keep writing your goals down because the more you write it down, the more it embeds in your subconscious um, and being really intentional about what it is you want to achieve, how you're going to get there. And I think really that for me is the way, the way forward. And like you say, not to slip back into old habits, but James, what do you think? I think I kind of build on that because it is, it's about having those goals. It's about, um, kind of carving out the time to to do all the right things and not spend the time doing the stuff that's has no value is emotionally draining you know just, just doesn't benefit yourself or anyone and i think it's important to 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 keep some of those boundaries in place so a lot of people have have said to me and you know see it on social media that they put comments saying i don't even know what day of the week it is is it the weekend is it monday is it friday it's all blurring because their days are becoming the same. They're being in the same house seven days a week. And that's not great. So I think it's really important. And I've certainly stuck to it where I'm saying Monday to Friday is still the working week. And I'm still getting up and, you know, with the alarm in the morning. And I'm working through till the end of the day, at which point I switch off and I do do some exercise. And then you know, spend some time sitting down with my loved ones and having some food and having some chat and playing card games and playing board games and that kind of thing. So I didn't do that before. I wasn't good at that before. I was crap. I was, you know, I would work till whenever I would work the weekend and, and I might apologize to people for it, but I still did it. And, you know, it didn't benefit anyone. It, it made me tired. It probably meant I made not as good decisions and it meant I, I lost out on time. So I think, you know, what we've gone through now has really helped me put some, some physical boundaries in place, some emotional boundaries in place, so that I, I can segregate between work, between rest, between exercise, between friends and family. And so I think what's important is keeping those boundaries in place when we come out, when we get back to different, whatever that looks like, having that boundaries in place means we protect some of those things that we've come to value and enjoy and that has helped other people as well. Well, what you just did for me, uh, James, uh, one of the things I've learned is at some point in this conversation, the uh, title of the podcast will appear as if by magic. And, uh, was. and, and there it is. Uh, <laughs> I really like the idea of boundaries as, um, as you were saying, Christine, about, about sort of logging in, you know, making a list, what's important to me. We have had our boundaries torn asunder by this in a whole bunch of ways. And as you said, we can change our habits in about three weeks if we focus on. Um, do, do you have kids? Stepchildren. Yep. Okay, I'm a step parent too, and we get a terrible rep. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, all the fairy tales have evil step parents in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My stepson is 30 years old, and we're really, really, really close. So, so. One of, the, one of the questions that I pose to myself, I also have an adopted family, and that's a long story we don't have time for, and they're all mostly grown too. How do you think our kids might look back on this time when they're telling their kids about it? What's the story you would like for them to say to their kids about how we behaved? during this time what a great question so i'm i've got a foot in both camps so i've got i've got a son of my own who's 20 and i've got a stepson who's 24 and like you i'm very close to my stepson 
Um, I would like to think that they, probably two things come to mind. First one is that they recognize what they did, what they contributed, the value they added to people during this time that we're in. So my stepson, he works in the grocery industry as a manager of a, a grocery store and uh, one kind of one of the big, um, I guess, international stores actually, Aldi, they're certainly across Europe. And so he's had to work a lot. He's done a lot of extra hours. He's had to put himself at risk because he's you know, around people that are coming in. And so, you know, that's impacted us. And then we've, we've just not been able to see him at all. Can't just take any risks whatsoever. Um, but he's done that. He's put himself in there and, and led by example. And he's, you know, he's had to lead the team in the store. And he's, he's thriving. He's loving it. He's positive. He knows the risks, but he knows the challenge and he knows the opportunity. So I hope that he looks back at that and thinks, you know, I did the right thing. I didn't shy away. I carried on doing something and enabling people to to come into the store, to get their food, to get their groceries, to you know, feed themselves and their family. And um, my son, who's who's twenty, he's just finishing his second year at university, so it's kind of different for him. Um, you know, he was he was in the middle of London in our capital city, so living there, studying there. As soon as the lockdown started, he came home. Um, and but he carried on studying. So for him, it, it probably wasn't much different in terms of the use of technology to connect him to to people, to connect him to tutors, to connect him to the content that he needs to do his studies. So I think he would look at it and just think, do you know what, I was I was already set up and ready to do this. Um, and they've both said to me, you know, they they're looking forward to the conversations they will have one day with their kids, where history is being rewritten so the history that we talk about in our generation you know of of what happened in our lives and you know the history books that we read new ones are being rewritten and they're both looking forward to what their kids perspective will be on it but i what i'd like to think also is that they will look at it and think they also enabled older generations to to embrace today's world even more so you know i would certainly rely on seeing my son face-to-face when I'd go down to London to meet clients. And that was regularly enough. Once a week, once a fortnight, we'd grab dinner, grab some time. We made text message in between. Uh, my stepson, who, who, who lives locally, you know, we'd see each other more. But we didn't make use of the technology, where over the last two, three months, we've come together as a family more using Zoom, using FaceTime, just with no agenda, but just to look at each other, laugh at each other, do silly things with the technology. And that's kept us together. And for them, that's second nature. They're used to that technology. I'm used to it in a business perspective. I've not used it so much from a personal point of view. So I'd like to think that they will think, you know, yeah, we, we, got, we made dad cool. You know, he used some of the cool technology to keep in touch. How about you, Christina? Yeah, it's a bit different for me because um, my stepkids are quite a bit younger. So um, we've got one that's 11 and one just, who's just turned 14. So they're both still at school. Um, I think that the younger one, actually, I think they've both really loved it, actually, so far. I mean, they've taken it on board, and um, particularly with my partner's mother, who's not that well, generally, and a bit disabled, that they've not been able to go around, so they've been doing the whole FaceTime thing and uh, that sort of thing. So I think um, they're missing like that sort of physical content and contact and going to see their sort of nan and granddad. 
but I think they both quite enjoyed it. I mean, homeschooling has been quite challenging. So they've had half the week at uh, their mums and then half the week with us. So, yeah, we've had to get into a bit of a new routine with trying to do some homeschooling and to working around, you know, working as well. And then trying to have business calls when, you know, bickering and screaming and shouting at each other or whatever. So it's been quite challenging like that. But I think they've actually really enjoyed it. I think they've enjoyed, I mean, it's been really good that the weather's been good. And like you say, we've been able to get out in the garden or take the dog for a walk or whatever. So that that's definitely helped. Um, but I think the younger one's ready actually to go back to school. I think she's actually quite missing it because she's in the last year of primary school. So she's due to, she's due to go up to high school. So I think, you know, that last couple of months with her friends, she started to say that she'd like to go back really. Um, the older one's sort of a couple of years into high school, so he think he's just loving it. He's at that age now, he's 14, and quite happy just to sit watching Top Gear or whatever it might be. So I think he's quite enjoyed it. But um, so, yeah, but it is challenging. And, you know, certainly, but just even for our perspective, because usually we don't have them here as much. So just getting used to, like, having that and the homeschooling and that has been, has been different. But again like James said you know we've played a lot more games we've had sort of family walks and um, particularly as it's been nice sort of having tea in the garden and all that sort of stuff so um, so yeah you know I definitely think for most people people have kind of come together a bit more as a family which is nice. Thank you thank you both any any uh, final thoughts about um, what you see for how we work in business as well. Um, I see the family and the personal thing very, very strongly, but I haven't seen that same kind of community sense in business yet. Yeah, I have with some businesses. With, I think you almost have the two opposite ends of the spectrum, do you, don't you? You have some businesses who are very proactive and we talked about um, with a, a different business partner um, a while ago about the, the businesses that put the people first are the ones that are really thriving in this time. So they're setting up, you know, like uh, company Zoom calls, quizzes and yep. checking in regularly and kind of really got it nailed in terms of how they're communicating with their staff. Um, the people that are perhaps more interested in sort of the, or have been more interested in processes and systems and things are kind of you know not quite hitting the nail <laughs> on the head at the moment because it is at the moment it's about the people it's about the community you know you need the people to work for you whether it's in whether it's on site or whether it's remotely and um, so you need to you know uh, really think about that engagement and the culture and how you do things and I think adaptability is and how quick you're, you're able to change um, to adapt to the circumstances has got a massive effect on how successful you are as a business through this period. If you are um, a business that can flex or was online quite a bit anyway or had home working, you know, as part of the package beforehand, then you're probably doing all right. If you're <laughs> some business that had never done home working before and it's all been brand new and you don't do everything and everybody's in the office all the time, then you've probably struggled a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think that the more adaptable you can be as a business. And I think that'll be really challenged. You know, we had the whole nine till five, which came in in what the industrial revolution <laughs> um, as the, the working pattern and hasn't really changed since. But actually that pattern doesn't suit most people now. And people want to work flexibly or like for myself, you know, I generally work better at night. So 
plus James, he'll get loads of emails at like eight, nine o'clock at night and I don't expect him to respond. But generally I've worked in the day or I've had some time off to put the dog out or do different things. And then after tea, I'll sit in front of the TV and, you know, catch up on some emails and things. So people want to work at different times. They don't want to be restricted to that nine to five anymore. So I think it'll be interesting to see how popular homeworking and stuff will be in the future. James, you want to take us out, brother? Absolutely. So I think I've got two views of the world on this. And the one is my present day view as a business owner, working alongside Christina as a business partner and also, you know, someone who's also a business owner herself. And our community um, that we work around our other business owners and I've seen everyone come together. So Zoom calls being set up, as, as Chris said, to, to just bring people together to check in see how they're doing, help each other where we can, make referrals where we can, because probably now more than ever, we need to be, you know, watching each other's back. And so I've really seen that come together and I think it's helped build a lot of good business relationships that don't necessarily have to result in more business together, but just helping each other, knowing more about each other. My view, when I cast my mind back to, to corporate life and thinking about big departments, engineering departments of managers who have been their man and boy and only know how to manage face-to-face with people who come in 10 minutes before them and leave 10 minutes after, this will have been a shock for them. This will have been a new way of working, as Chris said, to work remotely, to work from home, to, to have to trust people and to give people the opportunity to, to demonstrate that that trust was worthwhile. And so I think coming out the other side of this, People have gone through that change. They will have to have learned the hard way that you can work remotely. You don't have to be in someone's eyesight the whole time. And businesses will make big decisions on this. They'll realize they didn't need all the overheads of four offices all across the country. We only need two offices. So let's co-locate. Let's, let's think about hot desking and let's think about allowing more people to work from home. So everything they've learned either nicely or painfully through this period I think will sustain them to help them help them kind of run their business differently moving forward. Thank you both. I hear this thread so much right now and it, it, uh, it does my brain and my heart good (laughs) because we are going to, we are going to move to some other kind of place. So let's have something to say about where that goes. Right. Good. I will be back in touch with you all. This has been a real pleasure. Be well. Thank you, Mac. And and keep having fun, okay? Take care. Thanks for giving us a listen. As we move forward with this situation, with this thing that's us, let's never forget that we are all in this together. No matter what else happens, we're all in this together. Thank you.